Hello and welcome everyone to the podcast. Um, I am the Man of Banter. You can follow me at Man of Banter F1 on Instagram. And today I just wanted to try to make a podcast. You know, oh look, an F1 podcast. I'm so original. I know. But because I've gotten such a following and, um, you know, I wanted to try something different. And stand out. And so, yeah. Why not make a podcast and try this? Get Put my money where the mouth is. So, today on the podcast, um, I haven't even come up with a title for it or, not, or anything like that. Um, it's just a working title. Um, I'll have my followers discuss it and, you know, we'll vote on the title and everything because I want to get you involved. And I'm going to announce a special project that I have been working on. At the end of the podcast, which will involve you guys getting involved as well. So that's exciting. But today, that's not why we're here. Why we're here and what made me decide to make this podcast is the fact we just had a shambolic, um, I've called, I've heard it called fraudulent, fraudulent uh, race that was about in Grand Prix. Now for my regular friends who follow me on my regular Instagram account, um, you would know that I was promoting this. Um, I've been promoting F1 for over a year now saying, hey, go watch Drive to Survive. Go watch the races. This is fun. This is not like NASCAR. This isn't like IndyCar. This is F1. This is fun. This is entertaining. This is amazing, amazing stuff. And I was so excited for the Belgian Grand Grand Prix because I had friends coming over to my apartment to go watch it for the first time who said, you know what, you've been talking about it. We watched um, the French Grand Prix. We watched the British Grand Prix. We want to come over and watch Spa because you've been hyping up Spa so much, you know, after the break. And then we got this. And what I want to say here is this has nothing to do with safety. Should the race have been run in those conditions? Absolutely not. Especially when you consider um, what happened about, what was it, two, two, three years ago? No, two years ago with Antoine Hubert, how um, he went into, I believe, Ix or um, one of the unnamed corners in um, Spa and he was bounced back into the track and that's where he collided with another driver and sadly lost his life. So of course we don't want to have a situation where we have a driver pushed back into the track. Actually, um, at Eau Rouge, um, during Q3, and we'll talk more about that in a second, but where Lando Norris, Norris was pushed back and bounced back from that corner And luckily, it was only Sebastian Vettel on the track at the time because George Russell had uh, just crossed the line. So it was only Vettel and Lando out. Um, And so luckily Lando didn't die like Antoine Hubert. But it could have happened. But the race... So in, in those conditions, I completely understand you don't want to race. That's fine. Completely understand about visibility, um, auto planning, 
All of that. But that's not why they stopped the race yesterday. This had nothing to do about safety. And Michael Massey will come out here, and I'm going to go in on Michael Massey. If you've been following me on Instagram, you know how much I want to um, get rid of this guy. And we'll talk more about Michael Massey in a second. But Michael Massey and Stefano Domenicali and um, all their mouthpieces have come out and said, oh, this is about safety, it's about safety, we couldn't run the race. That's not the argument. The argument, and again, you look at politicians today and how they'll twist something and gaslight you or um, strawman you, that's not what the argument is. The argument is you should have had a plan in place for this circumstance. You bungled this from the very beginning. There was no clear set of rules. There was no clear set of directions. Even Michael Massey, the race director, for those who don't know, he didn't know what he was doing. He didn't know the rules. Even Martin Brundle, the um, F1 announcer. Again, these are for people who don't know. But even Martin Brundle came out and said, wait, I thought we had a four-hour clock where we have to get the race in, a uh, two-hour race in a four-hour window. And again, we'll talk more about this. But Michael Massey and Stefano Domenicali and their mouthpieces are all going to try to straw man you and gaslight you into saying, oh, you know, this was a safety thing. This was a safety thing. It's not about safety with them. If it was about safety with them, then why didn't they flag Q3? Where it was just as bad, and you had Sebastian Vettel, the legendary, everyone knows Sebastian Vettel. Even if you're not an F1 fan, you know who Sebastian Vettel is. Sebastian Vettel was screaming on the radio, this is bullshit. This, this, I called it, I told them what, that this should have been red flagged. And then they waited until Lando Norris nearly broke his arm and to red flag it. So this is not about safety. So what's it about? Well, I believe it's down to three things. And we'll go through these three things um, throughout the podcast. Number one, I believe that as the clip I just played showed, and Sir Lewis Hamilton was right. It's about cash. Cash is king. When you look at what F1 did, Spa is a historic track. Now, this didn't make waves when it first came out, but now it starts to resurface because of what's happening. But when you look in the off-season, what Stefano Domenicali said about historic tracks that he wants to quickly phase out some of these historic tracks. Um, he was talking mostly about, um, I believe, Amola, uh, maybe Van Zort, um, some of these more historic F1 tracks. And what is Spa? Spa is one of the most historic tracks in F1 history. It's personally my favorite one. 
I actually had tickets to go to the spa um, before the pandemic hit and completely screwed up international travel and everything. Um, so I was excited to go, but luckily I got a refund from the airline and all that. But his spa is a historic track. It's my personal favorite track, as I said before. It's one of the best tracks, probably the best track. I know some will argue Silverstone and um, Amola, the, um, oh my goodness, the Red Bull Rain, Hungara Rain, all those. But Spa for me is my favorite personal track. It, it is what I associate with F1. But thanks to now Stefano Domenicali, his plan is to quickly phase these tracks out and to replace them with what I like to call blood money countries, blood money tracks. So about two weeks ago, Stefano Di Manicali had a meeting with the Crown Prince, Prince of Qatar. Now, why is he going to Qatar? I know MotoGP goes to Qatar, but Qatar doesn't have an F1 track. It has a MotoGP track, which I guess you can convert into an F1 track. But Domenicali just met with the people behind the bid, the bid to um, get Qatar an F1 track. Now, I don't know about you, but... For those who don't know about Qatar's human rights violations, it stems a lot from what's happening with the World Cup uh, next year, where they brought in all these refugees and from other regions and basically treated them this, as slaves, as slave labor, so they could build the infrastructure for a World Cup to host a World Cup match or tournament, excuse me. So, Stefano Domenicali, the president of the FIA, is going to meet with Qatar. This is in addition to having Saudi Arabia on the track. Um, you have, let's see who else. Um, what's that blood, blood track at the end there? Hang on, give me one second. Just looking it up. I'm sorry, this is terrible audio, but you got to look it up. Ah, Abu Dhabi, which, by the way, is the worst race on the calendar and should be banned. And, yeah. So, you've got Qatar, Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, Abu Dhabi. I'm sorry. If this race happened at any of those four, let's say, I don't know, freakish weather, sandstorm comes, blows the... Blows onto the track. Tracks covered in sand. Can't race. You don't think Stefano Domenicali and Michael Massey are going to bend down and get on their knees and say, Oh no, we'll restart it. We'll restart it. We'll, we'll go out and we'll reschedule it. It's how they approach things now. This is not safety. They came out and said, Oh, for various reasons... This was Michael Massey yesterday. We couldn't reschedule the race to Monday. Why is that, Michael? Well, it's because Spa's a historic track. 
And because Michael Massey and Stefano Domenicali and the others at the FIA, this includes the stewards, all want the blood money. They're not about going, especially after the coronavirus pandemic and what's happened to F1 in terms of money. So they want to have that infusion of cash. So Spa, for those who don't know, those who are not F1 fans, just my regular friends on Instagram that I've uh, spammed this to, but let me tell you, Spa is considerably a poor track. It's, you know, in the Belgian woods, you know, it takes about an hour by bus or car to get there. You know, it's, it's in the middle of nowhere. So it's not in these packed cities where, you know, you could easily have the resources to um, get the money and all that. No, Spa's a poor track. Historic, but it's poor. It's not going to rake in the cash. Abu Dhabi, Qatar, Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, those are all going to give F1 cash. Cash just came. That's what yesterday was about. It wasn't about safety. It was about cash. And so they knew that they're not going to be able to um, make money if they ran spa again on a Monday. You know, TV contracts and all that. Again, money plays the factor. Cash is king. That's a common thread through all of this. So... If this was held at Saudi Arabia, Abu Dhabi, any of those countries that I've mentioned, they would have bent over and done everything they could to have a race. And I'm not talking about a quote-unquote event. I'm talking about a real race. That didn't happen yesterday. Because Spa, again, is a poor track, not a rich track, one of these new fancy tracks where they're trying to make it into something that's not. They want to quickly phase Spa out. I'm telling you this now. In a few years, you watch. Domenicali's going to come out and say, oh, a rouge is too dangerous, which is the corner where, sadly, Antoine Hubert passed away. May God rest his soul. Um, Region is too dangerous. X is too dangerous. So, you're going to see where F1 is quickly taking over and replacing these historic tracks with these blood money tracks. So, you watch for it. I'm telling you, in, I want to say about five years from now, Spa will no longer be on the calendar. Massey and Domenicali will all come out and say... Um, it's too dangerous to race. That You've already seen some of it in the media. Um, you've already seen the argument about Orouge. And I've seen some on the um, F1 Reddit where, oh, let's ditch Spa. You can already see it starting to formulate and starting to circulate. So this was just another kick in that direction of facing these historic tracks out for blood money tracks. Now... To be fully transparent, Baku is my second favorite track. 
And you know, I know Azerbaijan is um, fairly new to the circuit, and um, they've not got the best history, but um, it's still my one of my favorite tracks because it feels like it's a historic track. Again, poor country, um, poor region in Baku, but it's still a fun track. You know, the Castle Turn is iconic now. It's not one of these blood money tracks, but you will quickly see that Massey, Dominicali are going to phase this out very quickly. And it's a shame because, again, I want to go to Spa, but I feel as though it's going to be phased out because cash is king and they want to move away from the historic tracks to... Um, these blood money tracks. Now, continuing with this point, what they did to the fans yesterday was ridiculous. Again, for those who don't know, who just stumbled upon this, who I've pimped out this um, audio to on my regular Instagram or you know followers who follow me because I talk about soccer on the Man of Banter account or. Um, other accounts, whatever. Um, what was it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hang on. Sorry. I, I lost track for a second. Um, for those who don't know, the fans stood there and waited in the rain for five hours. Now, what, um, what people have argued, I've seen Michael Massey... Sebastian Dominicali, or excuse me, Stefano Dominicali, come out and say, well, they had the event. It wasn't just um, F1. It was the Formula W race. It was F3. It was the Porsche Super Cup. F1 was just a sideshow. That's not true. And how I know it's not true is that you can buy individual tickets where you can just go to the F1 race. And that quickly sold out this year. That was the big story is that F1 had sold out in Spa for their allotment, you know, because of restrictions, the allotment's a lot less than usual, but um, still with the allotment, the allotment sold out. And so these fans sat and stood in the rain for five to six hours waiting for F1 to have a race. There was no communication. There was, people were getting their information. I know Martin Brundle was getting their, and Crofty was getting their information off of Twitter because at least Twitter had that information and knew what was happening. There was no communication from the FIA, no communication from the stewards to the fans, no communication from Michael Massey. It was just an utter clusterfuck. And yes, I cursed. Oh, well. So... Now, we've got an issue. Because if you look on social media, your Instagram, your Twitter, your Reddit, um, especially if you go to the Formula One F1 Reddit, um, you'll see horror stories of fans talking about how there was no communication. We had to sit out there. We had to trudge through mud because the, the grounds at Spa, again, it's in the middle of a forest, are so... Money. 
in, because of the rain. So you have all of this. You have all these fans who took the time and money. Again, spas in the middle of the fucking forest. And now they're not going to get a refund. Be and how do I know that? Because FIA president Stefano Dominicali said, oh, they had a race, technically. Here, let me find exactly what he says. And this is from racefans.net. It's loading. Hang on. Yeah, sorry, guys. Hang on. I got to find it. I wish I had an editor. Oh, asked whether he supported the calls for refunds. Dominicali said, no, I don't. However, he indicated some form of compensation could be offered by the promoter who handles ticket sales. Now, who's the promoter? Is it like an outside company? Is it um, a, you know, other venue? No, it's spa. It's um, the spa track. So, again, Dominicali is passing the buck and saying, oh, no, it's not our fault. We're not going to refund these people who sat for five hours in the middle of the rain and had to trudge through mud. No, no, no. What we're going to do is we're going to push it on Spa. He knows Spa cannot pay those people back. Let's be clear. Because, and here's a quick history lesson for you guys who don't know. Bernie Eccleston, who was the president of the FIA before um, Domenicali took over, made all these people sign agreements, all these promoters, quote, uh, or um, tracks, sign agreements where F1 passed the liability for refunds onto them for the honor of hosting an F1 race. Because, you know, F1 in Europe um, is mega. It's even bigger than NASCAR and IndyCar over here. Um, they... <laughs> They get like 90 million viewers in Europe um, for a year of racing. So, you know, it's a huge, huge part. So, of course, the promoters said yes to the agreement where they would be the ones issuing the refunds. So, the FIA has passed the buck down to the promoter. And these poor tracks, spa, um, buck. Baku, um, Sochi, they would be screwed because they don't have the money. So now they've absolved all blame. Be and this is how they got out of it. Again, for those who don't know, this is more of an educational thing for you. For those who don't know, what happened was Technically, there was a race, if you look at the interpretation of the rule that Michael Massey had, where it was um, two races, two laps behind a safety car, is technically a race under red flag conditions. Now, that's how they're going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, that's how they're getting rid of the ability to not have refunds. And also, they use the procedure called for force majeure. 
Now, under this rule, where they can stop the race at any time under red flag conditions, it's rarely used, but they did it yesterday for show to for optics, and we'll talk about the optics later. But right now, they did that because, hey, we found the two races, we do uh, two laps. We're good. They've had a race, technically. So that's how they came up with the whole, let's screw everyone off and give them um, no refunds. Because you've, you had an event. You had a race, technically. But here is where Michael Massey screwed up. Under Article 4 of the FIA agreement, Formula 1, there has to be at least four laps under red flag conditions. When you do the count back, they only had one. So Massey screwed up. So the fact that he did this could open up for lawsuits over refunds. This is not over. This is just the start. It's going to be an utter shit show. And it's bad. It looks really bad how they handled all of this. And another aspect of this is you have Lewis Hamilton, Daniel Ricciardo, Sebastian Vettel, Fernando Alonso, Pierre Gasly. All coming out and saying... Fans need to be refunded. Now, some some have said, you know, these guys are multi-millionaires. Your Fernandos, your Hamiltons. I mean, Hamilton is probably the most recognized driver in all sports. Hamilton is go, goes beyond F1. That's how big his profile is. And people are saying, well, why don't you refund them? It's not the driver's fault the race didn't happen. You know, of course. Um, you look at what Pierre Gasly, Charles Leclerc, um, Esteban Ocon, all witnessed in um, Spa 2019 with Antoine Hubert, who was their friend. And part of the French golden generation of drivers where he died, um, unfortunately, on track. And so, of course, they wouldn't want to race there, you know, especially someone like Charles Leclerc, where, you know, he lost Antoine Hubert, he lost his godfather, Jules Bianchi, to horrific accidents. So, of course, he, he's more cautious and wouldn't want to race in those conditions. So I don't blame the drivers at all. It's not the driver's fault. You know, if they, if they could have, they would have. Even Max was like, hey, let's race. But visibility was an issue. So I don't blame the drivers at all. It's not their fault. So that argument of, oh, why don't these multi-millionaires give the fans a refund? And Lewis Hamilton might do it, actually. You know, say what you will about Lewis Hamilton um, as a driver. But Lewis Hamilton, the man, is someone we all should aspire to be. Because he is just a tremendous, tremendous person. You know, you might not agree with all his politics. I certainly don't. But you cannot take away from the fact that Lewis Hamilton is one of the good guys in all of sports. So, 
Lewis might actually do it. I could see Vettel doing it. I could tell. I could even see Fernando doing it. But it shouldn't be them doing it. It should be coming out of FIA, Google, Amazon, um, Hilton, Liberty Media, Michael Massey, Stefano Domenicali's paychecks. It should be all of them paying for it. Because they tried, again, they tried to manipulate the system. And now it might have backfired on. So that's it for the Cassius Kane section. Now let's talk about Michael Massey. Michael Massey needs to be fired. If you follow my Man of Banter F1 account on Instagram, you've seen I've made four or five posts about Michael Massey in the day. This man has no idea what he's doing. He is the worst thing to happen to F1. He, he is completely, completely over his death. He came from the Super Cup the super, um, in Australia and then worked under Charlie Whiting's for um, a couple years until Charlie's unfortunately passing in 2019. Ever since Charlie died, Michael Massey has been a disaster. He has been an utter and complete disaster as a race director. Last year, there were many times where race should have been red flagged or there were some weird penalties. And, you know, everyone's like, what is Massey doing? Um, I posted an article on the account from a very good writer that you guys should check out where it talks about the controversies of Michael Massey. You know, he started off well, but then he's gotten progressively worse. And this year is his worst year ever. Last year was pretty bad, but coronavirus, pandemic, getting the races, no one cared to really comment on it. This year has just been an utter disaster. In and that's, that's the best way I can sum it up is it's been an utter disaster having him as race director in charge of organizing this thing. It goes beyond yesterday. Let's look back at Baku. Now, again, Baku is my favorite track. Um, next to Spa. Love it. It's chaos. It's always fun. It's amazing. This year was the greatest race at Baku, at Azerbaijan, we've ever had. And we need to go back there. I'd rather replace that with, um, I'd rather have that than the freaking Abu Dhabi parade. So at Baku, um, for those who don't know, and you can look at the clips online, Max Verstappen, Blew out his tire. Now, there's an issue with if it's Pirelli's fault, if it was a branch, if there was a puncture that no one noticed, debris got in there, whatever. But Max Verstappen blew out his tire and crashed. Right at one of the more dangerous points in the race where it's a pit section, 
And then it's the regular racetrack, but as Nico Rosberg had pointed out, it's a very dangerous part of the track. <clears throat> and so Massey didn't red flag the race until Charles Leclerc, the Ferrari dryer, driver, the superstar, got on the freaking radio and yelled at Massey to red flag the race. He was yelling, red flag, red flag. What did I say? Red flag. Charles Leclerc had to tell the FIA director, the race director, when to red flag a race. That should be automatic. You see a big crash like that. Even Martin Brundle, Crofty, Karoon, Will Buxton, anyone who's been around F1, the fans, anyone that's been around F1 would know you have to stop the race because it's dangerous, like there's debris. It took Michael Massey 10 minutes after that crash, the red flag, 10 minutes after what happened to uh, um, Max Verstappen to red flag a race. And Jules Bianchi's godson had to get on the freaking radio to him and yell at him to say, stop the race. Let's go in. And actually, I'm sorry, it wasn't even Charles Leclerc, too. It was Red Bull who had to get on the um, radio to Michael Massey who, and say, Michael, we would recommend you stopping the race so everyone can change into new tires because something's going on with the tires. Michael Massey says, oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, I will, I will. This guy has no idea what he's doing. When you look at what happened at um, Bahrain, at the um, earlier track, the first race of the season. Traditionally, it's Australia, but you know, what's going on over there and how crazy that is. Um, so we went to Bahrain first. Two times Lewis Hamilton, and I'm, I'm a Lewis Hamilton fan, I'll just declare that now. Pierre Gasly and um, Seb, Lewis, Carlos Sainz, those are my guys. Those are who I'm fans of. But Lewis went off the track twice. He exceeded track limits. Didn't have to give his position up. Max Verstappen, at the second to last leg, lap of the race, had to give his position up because he exceeded quote-unquote track limits. Even though his wasn't as egregious as Lewis Hamilton's cost Max for stopping the race. So Massey, there's two controversies. And then you have um, the shit show that was the Hungary Grand Prix, Hungarian Grand Prix. Um, this isn't even about the um, crash with Botas and um, Lando and Stroll, all of that. No, that's not about this. That's not what this is about. Hungry, for those who don't know, very, very um, poor on human rights, especially when it comes to um, gay, bisexual, lesbian community. So Sebastian Vettel wore a shirt that supporting that community. What did Michael Massey do? Oh, 
you have to go talk to the stewards. Stewards are the people who decide penalties, by the way. For those who don't know. You have to go talk to the stewards. And there were rumors circulating around that Vettel was going to get penalized for wearing a shirt supporting this community because they didn't want to piss off um, Erdogan in Hungary and what's going on over there. So it's, it's crazy. Michael Massey is nothing more than a shell and an incompetent idiot. You last yesterday showed that. And, and the fallout since has shown that Michael Massey should not have his job. That he needs to be fired. And he needs to be fired now. And the fans should protest him. That's why I started the fire Massey hashtag. Yesterday was an utter and incomplete clusterfuck. There's no other way to say it. Michael Massey... From the beginning did of the weekend didn't know what to do as i said earlier lando norris who was you know again full transparency alfatari mclaren fan right here lando norris should not have been on that track no one should have been on that track for the third round of qualifying but he was because, and he had poor visuals, and he collided into a, a rouge and was sent back into the track because that's how the setup is. The runoff area pushes you back onto the track that does have to be fixed. But Sebastian Vettel beforehand had said this needs to be red flagged. And he was so pissed off that he stopped his car in the middle of the track to check on Lando. And then, you know, he went off and cursed a lot at Massey and was sent that radio message. And Massey had to go talk to him. And now Massey's like, oh, 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 I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I made that mistake. At least that's what Seb says. You know, Seb being a good guy, I doubt. I doubt that Massey even cared, to tell you the truth, because this guy is an idiot. He needs to be gone. Then you had what happened yesterday, and that was just utter, and I'm not even talking from a fan perspective, someone who had friends over to watch the race. No, no. I'm talking from someone who follows the sport. This was an utter and complete joke of how Michael Massey handled this. Michael Massey was overly cautious for one reason and one reason only, and that's optics. And we'll talk about that in a second. But so he kept delaying, 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 delaying the race. Now, he missed the window. To get the race done, or at least an hour of the race done. Because during um, the F3 race and the Super Porsche Super race, it was fine. They could race in it. They did race in it. And if F3, again, comparable cars to F1, 
just, you know, smaller, then what are we doing? What he should have done was been like, okay, listen, I'm sorry. We have to big boy you. We're going to have our race at this time. Got the window in, had our maybe two hour race. This man didn't think of that. So he missed his window there. He missed his window again earlier with the Porsche Super Cup. Could have done the same thing. Fans are here for F1, not the Super Cup. I'm sorry, Super Cup fans, but that's true. They want to see F1. So he missed the window there too. And so he kept delaying, 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 delaying. And then he decides, um, okay, we're going to have this race, quote-unquote race, and he does two laps and then he pulls force majeure. And so now no one can get a refund and the race gets half points. So someone like George Russell, you know, I'm happy that George qualified second, but everyone knows he would have been swallowed up because he had a Mercedes, a McLaren, an Aston Martin, and an AlphaTauri right behind him. He would have been swallowed up in that car. And he wouldn't have gotten a podium. I'm happy for George, but that's not a podium, George. I'm sorry. You don't deserve that. Congratulations on Q2, but you don't deserve um, that podium. That's a joke. Max doesn't deserve that win. Lewis doesn't deserve podium. Even the race, even the drivers have come out and said, we don't deserve points. But Michael Massey came up with that idea. And now Michael Massey, who has faced a lot of backlash. Oh, there's one other thing he did. So for those, again, new to the sport of F1, welcome. Michael Massey. Did not know the rules to his own job. So Checo Perez, Red Bull driver, um, who won in Baku, he crashed his car into um, X, I believe, or was it Rajon? One of the, one of the tra- uh, corners, and so he should have been done. Car was done, car was totaled. They couldn't fix it in the time to start the race. And by rule, by rule, he should not have been allowed to race. But because of the red flag, red flag, he was around. He was, Red Bull was able to get their car fixed. So then you had Jonathan from Red Bull calling him again saying, uh, Michael? We uh, fixed the car. Can we get Chico back in? And you know what Michael Massey does? Um, I don't know the rule. He said, I don't know the rule. The rule is in black and white. Anyone can go to the website and say, if you crash your car or it is unable to run during the qualifying lap, I mean, during the, um, excuse me, not qualifying lap, 
during the the free lap before the race, you know, where they go out and they go and check the conditions and everything. You know, they heat up the tires, the formation lap. Thank you. Formation lap. That you are not allowed to race. That your car is now DSQ. Did not start to the um, disqualified because you did not start. So Massey finally lets Red Bull in and says, okay, yeah, we can have Checo in. What? I know everyone says Massey's got a hard on for Mercedes, but come on, guys. What is Michael Massey doing? He should have been strict and said, no. We had that incident with Charles Leclerc and the formation lap of Monaco where his his engine went, and so he couldn't race. Checo had the same issue, except for he had body damage and engine damage. But now he's allowed in because it took them two hours to fix it. I mean, good for Red Bull, but Michael Massey, you don't know what you're doing. And then he's got a hard-on for this three-hour clock. Now, again, those who don't know, Massey <clears throat> changed the rule from th four-hour clock to three-hour clock. This man has no idea what he's doing, and he's awful. It's ridiculous. And so no one knew what was going on. Not even he did. And now the last point is optics. Yesterday was not about safety. Yesterday was about optics. And Massey, Massey said, oh, we couldn't reschedule the race for various reasons. Some have said, oh, it's because the marshals are all volunteers. Well, there's a simple solution to that, Michael. Hire paid marshals. Pay the marshals. Say, you know what? We're going to compensate you for a day's work. Thank you. Go on. Go to work on Tuesday. Simple solution. Michael didn't want to do that. Why didn't Michael want to do that? And why didn't Stefano Domenicali want to do that? Well, that's because of optics. They wanted TV viewers. F1 is a business, I understand that. But you're making people pay for F1 TV. You're making people pay for subscriptions to your product and to buy your product and tickets. Give them a race, not two laps. That's not a race. That's not an event. It's bullshit. And you know better. So yesterday was not about safety. Yesterday was about optics and... Because Spa is a poor historic track, it's not one of these new bloods with their blood money. Stefano going to meet with Cutter. Yeah, it's about optics and saving themselves. And if someone were to die, that would have been F1's fault. So again, they wanted to do optics. It's not about safety. That was not what yesterday was about.
All right, guys. So that wraps up the podcast. Um, before we go, though, I would like to make an announcement. I will now be doing a what if series. I um, I purchased the blog. Purchased another one for. I purchased two blogs, to be honest. One for F1, one for um, my college football team to write about. But for the F1 blog, I'm going to be doing a What If series. And the What If series is going to be about Carlin. Carlin, who should have been in the race, should have been in F1 since 2009, I believe, is when they tried to get in, when Trevor Carlin tried to get in. To F1. <clears throat> I'm going to do a series based on them. Going to write about it. You know, determine driver, staff. Be very inclusive and very in-depth. Liveries, and you guys will have a vote. About drivers, liveries, all of that. So it's a very intense project. It's a very in-depth project. But I'm very excited. So thank you for my rambling. And... You know, like, subscribe, promote it, whatever you got to do. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. But I had to get my thoughts out about Spa. All right, guys. Thank you.